Welcome to the Ryan Holt Show. On this show, you can expect the latest, the greatest, and the best curated content on business, marketing, automotive, and lifestyle. Sit back, put in your earplugs, and let's enjoy the ride. Now, as always, I want to make sure you get the best in content that will help you monster your goals, both personally and professionally. I want to keep this conversation going, so please check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at RyanHoltz1. And then go over to Facebook.com forward slash RyanHoltz Marketing, and we can chat there too. I also want you to visit www.ryanholtz.ca as this will be where I put my almighty beloved show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show. Let the beat drop and enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Today I have an amazing guest on. We're going to talk about uh, socks. We're going to talk about uh, his phone moving during Facebook Live. We're going to talk about his, his, um, his competencies or lack thereof of, of using Skype. Uh, we're going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about rental market. Uh, we're going to talk about several, several things. Uh, Jared Cox is my guest. He's a realtor, educator, real estate investor, and community volunteer. He's been in the Edmonton real estate scene since 1998. Boom! We call it the OG of real estate. And is the only agent who has been with his office at Sterling Real Estate since it began 12-plus years ago. I hope Mr. Sterling is treating you very well. Jared has a master's of education degree from the University of Alberta and believes in the empowering nature of... <laughs> education in both the real estate field and in the classroom. He currently sits as president of an Edmonton condominium corporation as vice president and facility director uh, for his local community. Mostly, most importantly, he is a lucky husband and father of four children. So a few things in this bio that stand out. Father of four children. <laughs> father of four children. Uh, man, yes, I, I, I will shake my hand off to you. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. How are things today in lovely Fairmont? Things are great. I mean, uh, you know, if you, I, all I need a Facebook Live and you to do is if you see some sort of bear approaching me, which really could happen because there is a bear in the area right now, I guess. So just, just I'm not going like, to lie. If you, <laughs> if, you do, if you do, I'm not saying you have to de- de- depend on the viewers to look at it and to look for it. And then uh, I'll just sit here and just smile. Well, just, just, uh-huh. just, just get, yeah, just, just give me the heads up, uh, on the deer. So, uh, Jared and I were supposed to do this podcast a little while ago. Uh, ha- I had some teeth pulled and it's going to be a good segue into my, my first topic. Uh, you know, the dentist is something that like people always joke when I say like, I fear the dentist. I literally fear the dentist. Um, I, my background is, is Jamaican and German, but in Jamaica, when, when kids are bad, there's a, a threat that the parents make. And they say, if you're, if you're bad, we're going to take you to the dentist. So I think this kind of like clinical brain washing was was started at a very young age and uh my fear of needles so i've I've procrastinated on my wisdom teeth well i'm a 33 year old man so i guess you can do the math but uh but uh i'm super excited to have you on the show um jared you've been on my twitter you're an interesting story because i think you've been on my twitter for god i think you're honestly one of my very first followers i was still working at uh at the dealership when i first kind of came into twitter heavy and i i know that you know, Twitter, you know, in my opinion, has died down a bit. But I think that back then Twitter was it was it was rampant. So there's a cool little community there. So, uh, yeah, just uh, tell me tell me what's up. Well, right now I am uh, humbled every day. We, we, we get humbled a little bit. No, humiliated is one thing. Humbled another thing. I, I was humbled today by my lack of uh, Skype knowledge. Um, <laughs> and so thank you very much in advance for, for helping me out with that. Absolutely. Things are going good. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, if you keep your eyes open, you see something new every day. And I saw something amazing. I tried to fit in a quick uh, run to the produce store today. And I'd never been to the produce store. They have great deals, but I'd never been there right at the open. And I thought, well, I got to make sure I'm prepared and on time for Ryan. So I'm going to go right at open. And they have a, a, a last minute pile or kind of, you know, almost out. So they put it on kind of clearance section. And I walked in, I saw people literally fighting, pushing old people, old people pushing <laughs> each other to get like the box of tomatoes for $3 and the box of grapes. And I looked at the lady as I walked in. I said, does this happen every morning? She says, every morning. 
And she goes, and the deals aren't even that good today. She says, I see old ladies pushing old men around. I see women. I, it was unbelievable. So it was interesting. Uh, it was kind of humbling, but it was also uh, a, a pretty neat um, realization that I, I, I'm pretty lucky that I don't have to uh, race into the produce store at nine o'clock and, and, and push ladies and children and, and, and elderly people out of the way to get my produce well, at a reasonable price. And, and here's the thing, you know, my, um, my, my, my wife brought up a, a really good point. We're shopping for some clothes a few, few weeks ago and, we just were in the store and the manager said, hey, you know, so-and-so, Mike, you know, you can go take your break now. And my wife kind of looked at me and said, Ryan, that's why we're both entrepreneurs. Like, could you imagine, uh, you know, somebody, somebody, you know, in the sense of, of, um, of literally, you know, telling you, hey, you, you can go take a break now and, you know, telling you how to dictate your life and, and your success and things like that. And I just, I just kind of think like back to your little story there, the biggest thing about entrepreneurship or, or going to business for yourself is the flexibility of your time. I, I think that's so important. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and we get reminders, right? We get reminders like that one's an excellent one. Today's an excellent one for that, uh, for, for me too. And just to be thankful too, right? Just to be thankful. I mean, and not take advantage of too many things. We're getting far too serious first thing in the morning, aren't we? Well, What's no, it's, no, it's not serious. It's not, it's not serious. Cause I think that when you're in business and I mean, the reason I started this whole podcast and it's been fantastic is just to have the conversations with, with people who are in business who, and not just business, but life, you know, doing innovative things, thinking outside the box. I mean, I'm, I'm so anti, you know, go to school and I know, and this is where I love you. This is where I really wanted to have you on is, we're going to play the devil's advocate. So I'm going to, I'm going to poke at your teaching ability and, and the fact that mm-hmm. you're a teacher and then also poke at the ability that you kind of left teaching and then went into entrepreneurship. And then, you know, maybe we can talk about the lack of, you know, how backdated the curriculum is. And I mean, I speak at a lot of schools and things like that. And, you know, you, you're mm-hmm. looking at even the junior high, junior high kids are, are something that really resonate with me because, you know, they're asking me questions about, you know, I don't know what I want to do when I go to post-secondary or, I don't know, you know, what I want to do when I'm in high school or, you know, is the only way for me to be successful to, to go to school and, and get a degree. And, you know, when you're literally in a school and you're, you know, you got all the faculty there and you're like, you don't have to go to post-secondary to be successful. And I will stand by that. Um, is mm-hmm. education important? Absolutely. But I mean, look at what's going on in the world with startups and, and all these different ideas that are coming into fruition. So um, give me a response to that as a, as a past teacher. And I know you still substitute and things like that. Uh, and then give me your, your counter response to that as an entrepreneur who, who literally said, yo, I, I got to go do something a little different. Well, I, I think, I think, um, I think we agree on a lot of things with that. A couple of things, um, is that education learning is empowerment that can't be confused with the traditional education system that we have in place. What do you mean? So what I do you think mean by that? The you start in at five years old in kindergarten, yep. you go for a half day, one to six, seven to nine in junior high, and then high school ten to twelve. Um, you know, and, and this is the, the simplest example I can give. We still have summer break. Yeah. Kids love the summer break. But it's 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 obsolete. It's it's outdated, it doesn't need to exist. Because the only reason that the summer break were, was instituted was so that the kids could help the parents farm the land. Interesting. So, so that was one of the main indicators. Well, how many farmers do you know in Edmonton? <laughs> urban gardeners, bless your heart. Bless your heart, urban gardeners. But you do not need your nine-year-old at home working eight hours a day during that break. Well, wait a second. But wait a second. Was- we we got to bring a further point into this. Most kids that age... I don't see them do any yard work. I don't, you know, they're literally like they're on their iPads or their phones and doing all kinds of stuff, but I don't see the whole yard work thing. Like where's that old school chore? So I do agree with you on that. And you know what? It's, 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 it's old school, but my kids do it too. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and they watch me. They watch me do it and they actually want to do it themselves. They ask me, my daughter asks me, daddy, can I do that please? Daddy, can I, uh, sorry, I just have to just quickly add something in here. Oh, great. Well, this is going to be an expensive Facebook live. Um, (laughs) (laughs) don't worry. It'll be worth it. uh, Ah, you gotta love technology. And there, there you go. I'm going to learn something more about technology today, but 
you know, I say, come out in the yard with me and I'm going to work. And if you want, you can help. Three years old, daddy, me help. Mm. Me help. They can, they can, I pick up. And do they, and are they constructive with it? No, but they, they try. They want to do it. They want to be a part of it, right? They want to yeah. be involved. Because that's just like education. That's an empowering thing. They're involved. They're with it. They're engaged. Yep. And my daughter comes out. And sometimes she, I just say, okay, let's pick up 10 things. I don't, you know, it's not eight hours, but it's 10 things. And, and they do it. And they love it and say, okay, great, good for you. Let's play. Thank you. And I think that that's model too, right? Yeah. They know daddy gets up in the morning and waters the lawn. That's what dad does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I think, uh, I think the biggest thing you really got to kind of, kind of take into uh, consideration with that is, again, I go back to, you know, the traditional schooling and how that applies into business now. And, um, you know, just on LinkedIn and things like that, you know, the conversations I've had with teachers, teachers are extremely frustrated, um, you know, where to the point where they say, hey, we're overworked and underpaid, but, you know, our, our curriculum is just not matching with, with the times of 2017. So um, thank you for so your part two of episode that. 14. So where we were uh, carrying off the glitch version. The glitch reversion. Um, but where we, where we left off was basically you just saying, I, my, my biggest question was, what made you leave teaching and go into entrepreneurship by becoming a realtor? Well, I mean, I think the key thing for me was just that, uh, that it, it's, it's a lot of it's the same stuff. A lot of it's the same stuff. It's education-based it's getting empowered from education. It's finding out what's going on uh, in the marketplace, what your property's worth, how you can improve your property, um, the options out there. Um, I, I really enjoy that part of the business. Uh, and, and, and most importantly, I enjoy helping people. Um, that's sure. the other thing that ties in between both companies, uh, with, with both endeavors, is you're helping people um, and you're empowering people and, you're, and creating better futures at different phases of their lives. And, why are you, why are you, ways, why are you, why are you, why are you, why are you, why do you say empower people? How does that empower people? When, when, when people, whenever people cross the bridge from not having understanding to understanding something, it empowers them. It empowers them to act out positively. Okay. I found that to be true for the most part. Um, so when, when you can help facilitate that, by giving information, by giving them experience, by having them experience things and go through the process of, of learning, that's uh, that's where the empowerment takes place. Okay. That, yeah, you're very right. I mean, edu- educa- education is power. I mean, why? one thing I have a question about, and I'm, a, I'm not a realtor, but I mean, I love real estate, is when I look at the MLS and I look at the listings, and I love real estate, I mean, whether it's here in Fairmont, in Invermere, whether it's back in Edmonton, Calgary, Sunshine Coast. I love, love real estate, but it's crazy to me because I find that from market to market on real estate, it doesn't change in terms of, it seems like most, like you could have, like, look how many realtors there are in Edmonton, but it seems like only like five to like 8% are actually doing all the listings and all the work. So why is there so many realtors, but then it's always the same names that kind of come up when it's coming to like buying and selling property? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I am um, in love with real estate too. I, uh, it's, it's sad. I think I've, I've posted some Instagram stories of I've been working 18 hours today and I'm calming down by watching HGTV, watching Bill and but Jared, but Jared, but, HGTV. But, but Jared, in this question, I don't want a po- politically correct answer. I mean, is there just a lot of shitty realtors? Or is there, like, what, why, are, why is, like, less than 10% of the active realtors doing, in my opinion, it seems like they're doing, like, 90% of the listings. Maybe I'm wrong. You're the realtor. But it just seems like I continuously see the same names and they're the same. They're doing the same. Like they're, they're the ones that are doing the performance. They're doing the volume of the real estate. Right? right. Why is that? And you know what? Some people don't want to do volume. Some people do it for the lifestyle. Right? I know that you talk a lot about being the Versace versus the Walmart. Yep. Some people don't want to be Walmart. Some people don't want to be slaves to their phones. Some people don't want to have to wake up at 5 a.m. and stay up till 1 a.m. and, and stress about deals and, 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 and not be able to accurately double uh, check and cross the T's and dot the I's and make sure. Some people believe that, myself being one of them, is that quality trumps quantity. I would rather do two deals this month not because I don't want the deal, but I want to make sure that they're good and that they're proper and everything's good. And my client feels like 
I'm their, they're my only client. I would much rather feel that and have that sense of accomplishment and then, then have 10 deals be scrambling, having clients call me, oh, you forgot this, or oh, you forgot that, or have um, periphery service providers like mortgage brokers or lawyers saying, hey, you dropped the ball here. Hey, you dropped the ball there. Hey, I would much rather have uh, quality over quantity of service. Um, and, just, and, and just to answer uh, your question with the question as well is, how many markets do you see where you don't see a domination of one type or the other? Look at the food industry. Look at grocery stores. There's, what, three or four players? There's probably 200 independent grocery stores across Canada, but there's then there's the big three or four, right? And they dominate 95, 99%. Um, and, and, and that's uh, to a certain, so, so to answer your question, to a certain respect, some of it is just business, and that's just the way that business is sometimes. Sometimes um, there are certain businesses that just command a certain market space because the more you sell, the more advertising budget you have, the more advertising budget you have, the more people see it. And, and, and don't get me wrong, too. You said something very smart. You said that it's, it seems as though you can, that they're selling it. Yep. But if I don't, if, if some people don't want to, you know, and pardon my French, but some people don't want to whip out their sales statistics. Yeah. yeah they yeah. don't need to whip it up. They can just show you. Yeah. Right? And they can show you with the, with the work that they do. Absolutely. But and I mean, that's why I love just, just, I was say just transitioning to the social media aspect of it versus the traditional advertising, right? 99% sold. Call me now. Da, da, da. Right. Uh, I love you, man. Right. The movie, I love you, man. The big billboards of whatever. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, but, um, but even, you know, that's what I love in social media. But even on my Facebook, right? I have realtors on my Facebook, and it's like every 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 time around the same time at month end, you always see the realtors post up like, "I was number three agent in my office, or number five agent, or or this and that." But again, right? It's you're right. I mean, in the grocery stores, you got big players, right? On the internet, what, what's the big players on the internet? Facebook, right? Amazon, Google, Snapchat, like these yeah. are big players, right? The banking system in Canada. I mean, look at the banks. I mean, my God, that's the that's, that's right. the best business ever, right? Look at cell phone companies, telecommunications. I was just companies. gonna say this: cell phone right? companies. Right? My yeah. cell phone's gonna get a chunk yeah. out of me. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but, but again, right? It's it's. You're, you've been in real estate since 1998. So for people who are now wanting to get into real estate or they're wanting to invest or they're wanting to become a realtor or a mortgage broker, like how have you had such longevity since 1998? Like was there some tough times where you said, whoa, well, you know, I'm going to have to kind of maybe go back to work and supplement some of my income. Like how did you, how the heck have you been in real estate since 1998? Well, I think, I think you, you hit the nail on the head is that you have to understand whether it's in real estate or any other business, what um, what your goal is in the business. Yeah. Um, my goal for me, I have very specific goals, um, and it's and 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 I've always wanted to pursue my own personal education and to to work with kids, to work with adults, to sell real estate. Okay. I've always wanted to do kind of all of it. I I I, I thought at one point that I would just choose one or the other. Sure. But you realize it's kind of like choosing between your wife and your kids or between one thing. You just can't. They're just they're different loves, but they're loves. They intertwine themselves as far as longevity. I love you. Know, you Nora. There's a couple of basics I've, I've kept to a couple of basics I've kept to. One is it's a people business. It's a service business. And that's yep. where uh, I think that that gets lost often um, for people. So if you show that you can provide service, if you show you care about people, then you'll get it. And, and the reality also is high market, low market. It's always a numbers game. Jared, just and hold that thought. Claudius, what's up? Number of people. Just, just hold that thought, Jared. So on the podcast here, I just want to give some shout out to Facebook Live. It's doing pretty well. Claudius, how are you? Mickey, how are you? Dan, Danielle, James Bennett. Tony White, thanks for chiming in. Mrs. Holtz, I mean, it's, it's a good little gang. But continue, Jared. I'm just, I just got to acknowledge everybody. Nice to see you. <laughs> there you go. But no, in terms of longevity, I mean, continue. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and I think longevity, too, has to do with just, I just love to do it. I love, I love doing it. I get up. I, I, it's very rare. Um, that I go, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to take a listing or I don't want to take a telephone call. And, and it's, 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 it goes back to that base. I, 
it's something that I truly love to, to, to do. And it's not for everyone, right? It's not, did you, did you love being, did you, did you love being a teacher? Absolutely. And then that's why I said so many things and, and I, and, and to get back to my yard, cause I love talking about my yard. Um, I also love that for different reasons, but they're all similar. It's, it's persistence. It's consistency. You, you can't, uh, close the door. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Hold on. Let me hold you, hold off here though. Okay. So you love teaching, you love real estate, but why did you leave teaching and focus on real estate money success? I mean, I, we know what, what teachers make. I know what a good realtor can make. Let's be honest here. Come on, right? So, so I guess what, what I'm getting at is, did, did money supersede your, your passion for teaching? Or was, like, why did you transition from no, teaching no, to real estate? Lifestyle. Okay. I, I, but lifestyle involves I think, money. I think the lifestyle is helpful. Sure. But lifestyle does involve money, as yeah, you know. I think it's lifestyle and, and not in the money aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I think in the, the fact that I can get up. And I can go and talk to my uh, my daughter. I don't have to say, "Okay, hurry up! You got 50 minutes. We got to get you to the yeah. to the daycare." Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know what my five year old says when she gets up? Yeah. Hi, daddy. I love you. Can we snuggle? And she climbs underneath the, the blanket. I'm on the couch usually by then. Climbs underneath the blanket and she snuggles with me for 10 minutes. She says, "I love you, daddy, but you're too hot. I have to go." But, <laughs> and but then, that's, so but that's, that's how my kids start the day. But that's beautiful. But but if somebody's a, a new realtor right now, like I mean, and, and again, right, I'm just with the context of the podcast, I wanted to bring value to people and people send me messages all the time, not just realtors, Absolutely. Every, everybody, you know, hey, I, Ryan, I'm working at a job, I'm doing nine to five, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm getting fulfilled from this. And like, for instance, right, like I always say, right, if you're a good boy, and you're a good girl, and you go to your job, you're gonna have this little pension waiting for you. Ah, that's changed now. Look what Sears did. You see what Sears tried yes. to do? They're trying not to pay out on pensions. So even if you become a mm-hmm. good boy or a good girl, and you go and work 25, 30 years, you don't even get the stupid watch, but you know, you're, you're putting your, your hands. So now people are starting to wake up and start to say, Oh, wait a second. I gotta, I gotta take my own life into my own hands. And this is why you see a lot of like multi-level marketing and rodent in fields and, you know, world financial groups and, you know, multi-level marketing, because people are just trying to find that extra source of income, you know, bought beach body, you know, mm-hmm. things like this. Right. But at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. chose real estate and yeah, you're an OG where you've been doing it since 1998, but, and, and it was also different with the marketing. I mean, social media wasn't huge in 1998, right? Like, you know, it's like non-existent. So, so now if you were like, I'm just trying to get you to like teleport yourself back to like 1998, remember what you did and then come right back to me in 2017. How and what would you give advice to small business people that like are like, yo, Jared, I got kids to feed. I have bills to pay. I need to grow my business. But, and I want to be able to say, you know, hi daughter. Hi, hi baby. Like let's spend time in the morning, but I still got my responsibility. So give like a couple actionable items they could do like today that would maybe propel them in that direction. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. You asked me about that. For me, uh, there's a couple of key things. One is, is, is ask yourself the question that you just asked me. Why do you want to do this? The one thing I like about real estate is that there is an uncapped potential, right? Versus your nine to five job. There's a cap on every nine to five job. You can only make so much per hour and then they're either going to lay you off or you're at the top, you're running, you're running, you're managing, but you're not, you're not creating your own destiny within that sense. Uh, Entrepreneurship gives that opportunity. And I, and I like that self-empowering nature of it. Right. Um, It's, it's really, it's really good to also, as far as um, what you can do with, uh, with your time, yeah. Uh, you, you know, your time is your biggest resource. Sure. So uh, to make sure that you plan your time and to to talk to people who have done it before and get um, get good advice. If I could talk to my 1998 self now, those would be the things that I talk about. Make but sure you have a plan. Okay, but you're saying talk to somebody else and have a mentor. In the real estate business, we know that it's very sales oriented. I'm not a realtor, but I mean, I love real estate and it's, you know, I, I have a lot of, I know a lot of realtors and some, you know, will say, oh, I'd be more than happy to like, you know, mentor somebody. I personally think that's bullshit um, because it is, it is a, it is a highly, highly 
competitive field and you know realtors are you know it's kind of like sometimes you talk to people and you feel like they feel like they have that one ace of spades up their sleeve that they don't want to give to anybody because it could be advice i don't think like i'm a firm believer in life that i you could put out all your secrets and all your advice to people and 99 percent of them won't even act on it anyway so who cares so like when i do the podcast and you know me right i built my business off of uh off of just straight up like talking to people and engaging and and you know having fun with it and doing things like the podcast and you know and building that value Mm -hmm. and you're right I think entrepreneurship to some degree is very, very lonely. Um, it's a very lonely place because you're constantly playing poker mm-hmm. and you, you have to be extremely strategic. Um, but, you know, at the same token, you want to give back into your own industry. So for you, you know, I mean, like what's a typical, like I've seen a lot of realtors lately post um, things of this nature, basically saying we want our industry to have a better reputation we feel like, you know, the price of admission into getting your license should be maybe a little bit tougher. Unfortunately, you know, I don't want to say that like a blanket statement, but, you know, almost anybody could go and get like a real estate license. I'm not saying that, but you get what I'm saying. Like a lot of realtors mm-hmm. even say, I wish I wish we could have like, you know, our colleagues and our, our peers, you know, we want to make our industry better. And, you know, having said that, we feel that we want to, you know, attract better quality people into our industry. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, there have been a lot of strides. I mean, when I started off, um, it was in uh, the summer from my, my, uh, from university, took a three week course, three week course, six days a week, wrote the test, passed it. Then you take a day and a half course with the local authority. You write an exam, you're done. You're a realtor. Congratulations. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's much more like a uh, semester college course. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, in that time, and I mean, it's been 20 years. Um, but uh, the other thing too is that we're finding too that the, um, the after, the after licensing re-education or, or continuing education aspect of it is also picked up every couple of years. You have to do things. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, for, for entrepreneurs or, or people trying to get into the, the real estate business, if you're an entrepreneur and it's not real estate centric, you're constantly digging. You're constantly yeah. digging for new information, yeah. uh, new things. You know, if you're a social media market, you're constantly looking, okay, what's yeah. especially, especially in the tech sector, right? Especially in the yeah. social media sector. And, and for realtors, that's, that's more and more, um, it's more and more prevalent today as well because you're having to look at a whole bunch of different factors that are coming in, things like comfrey or, uh, yeah. commission, uh, businesses, um, the, the, the decision from the competition bureau for comfrey and that they can be included on MLS would be the biggest one that you could see. And then you also have to keep up to date constantly on the, um, kind of the current events because, um, you know, information age, right? We're not, we're not in Vancouver or Toronto. We're in Edmonton and our market, uh, is not Vancouver or Toronto, but you know how many times people talk to me here and ask me about the Vancouver or Toronto market and what's going on with it. Yeah, it's you know you have to know to know your your p's and q's, right? Absolutely. And how do you stay on top of that? Or is there any tips and tricks that you have? I mean, I know with the phone you have everything coming there. That's the morning paper, and you know, I mean, everybody's using their phone on the toilet, right? You know, you're, you've used your phone on the toilet before. We all can agree yeah. to that. Uh, and that's where you're you're getting I, in. I, you know, I've heard you say where, that. I'm, I'm not confirming nor denying that. Well, even yeah, no contest to that because if you if you lied and said no, I'd just call you a liar and your integrity would be shot anyway. But um, <laughs> you know, this is this is how people's you know people are taking in their information, right? And I think that mm-hmm. you know you really have to. Um, there's so much information. How do you narrow it down to what you actually want to see and bring in? Is there tips and tricks that you have for that? Well, for me, I, I bring in information from sources that I deem to be reliable, first and yep. foremost, which is important. Yep. Um, I always try to make sure that it's sourced twice before I actually leave that it might be true. Okay, and yep. things that don't, um, I don't, I don't watch a lot of news. I don't do a lot of the stuff that if the news comes on the radio. I turn that off because I limit what I do consume to what uh, within my, within my business often. So it's important to learn some certain things, but I spend the bulk of my education time looking at all of the different aspects that, you know, whether it's the current housing market, international sure. housing market, the national housing market, 
things that are going to impact um, my clients, like CMHC rates, sure. uh, mortgage rates, things like that. And and it's nice too because over time you develop a network of of, of colleagues that will also that are experts in their field, like mortgage brokers, like legal, like things like that. Sure. Where they also start sending you information as part of their newsletter, and you've allowed them into your kind of email chain that you're not just tossing every 30, you know, because you get something every day and I don't, you know, they're trying to sell you, but it's, you know, legitimate information that you want sure. to work with. Sure. Absolutely. I think that uh, one thing that I want to talk about in, in terms of, uh, you know, especially people are watching is how to filter out the information that you want and, and take that in. And I mean, usually everybody is very, very busy, so you don't have much time. Um, I use, uh, you know, apps like Notes on my iPhone, Evernote. Um, I literally make folders in my phone that if something comes to my head or I, or I you know, basically kind of seen something that was really, I, I guess, I don't know, impacted me or I th- think that could be of use, um, I just put that in a little note. Um, I know you're an Android guy. I'm, a, I'm an Apple guy. So Siri has been my best friend. I can simply just say, hey, Siri, you know, add a note. I try to, yeah. to to make my everyday life a little bit more consistent with just getting rid of a, a lot of the crap and simplifying things. That being said on this podcast, I would have to say in the last few years, what I've noticed myself doing and many other successful people is they're just doing a complete um, clean out of their life, meaning it's simplicity, it's cleaning everything out like you know if you don't need that extra suit or you don't need that extra folder on your iphone or you don't need just just simplifying everything because i always say a clear space is a clear mind a clear mind is ready to rock Mm -hmm. and it's ready to perform the moment you feel like your day is starting to implode on your head the chances of that day becoming a great day for you are probably going to decrease and you know people say that all the time like ryan you know I, and i just kind of I, I like to feed a lot of questions that people ask me but they always say how do you do all of what you do um you know i live in two homes i spend half my time in bc boom and then i spend half my time in Edmonton or wherever the heck i am and it's simply because of organization and i mean my wife right she's amazing um but Becoming a new friend. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, absolutely. But because she was behind that one door. Hi, baby. I'm on TV. No, just joking. But you know, it's 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 one of those things where you're very right. Being a father now, that's man, that that's changed the game. And it's I think I, I really agree with people when they say Ryan. Even before we were parents, they've said, you know, it's just something you guys have to go through. And you're right. If I can say one thing, it's we're all in the business of day trading attention and time. That's all it is. You're talking about being a realtor, mm-hmm. talking about being able to spend time with your daughter in the morning, but also talking about resources that you can stay on top of things to be able to educate and empower your clients. That all involves time. So, you know, you're sending me emails at five in the morning on yeah. Sunday. You're, you're sending me an email at five in the morning on Sunday. And I have to give you props for that because it already tells me the kind of um, person that you are. I mean, you're sending me an email on a Sunday yeah. at 5 a.m. So talk about a little bit of how your work ethic has got you to where you are right now. Because again, in real estate, because we are talking about real estate, how many realtors get licensed and they're gone within, I don't know, a year? Do they even make it a year? Like they're gone. They're nowhere to be found. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that that's what 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 uh, started to um, that's when they really start to look at uh, the education component of it and saying, well, we're not preparing them properly if we're getting an attrition rate of new realtors of 90%. So here's 100 people that just graduated and are taking the course, and this time next year there's only going to be 10 left. That's not okay. Um, I don't know too many industries that if you got a certificate, uh, you know, if you got your bachelor's of education degree, um, if you would, uh, out of a hundred that would graduate in your class or a thousand in your class, if you're at the U of A, that only 10% of that would actually be teaching and 90% of that would be out of the industry altogether. Uh, just speaking about the work ethic part of it. I mean, I've always had two jobs. I mean, I remember being eight, 10 years old, you know, and delivering flyers. I started delivering flyers at eight years old and I was excited about it twice a week. I would deliver flyers. Mm. And, um, you know, junior high and high school, I 
played on every sports team. I just always had that initiative to get up and do it. And I still had two jobs. I delivered flyers. I refereed soccer. I, whatever that looked like, I just, there was always an opportunity. I never looked at it as a job. It was just another opportunity. And you know what? Some of them you pass by, but you're not going to know if they're good or not for you if you don't try them. Absolutely. You know what the thing is too, I find is that, um, I find that it, I find that, you know, business or again, I, you know, I always talk about business and sometimes I get sick of the word business because I'm like, business can be whatever you want it to be, whatever your success is, you know, and, and I, and I definitely want to say this on the podcast is if you're happy doing what you're doing right now, in my opinion, you're successful. I don't care what that is. I don't care if it's, yep. I don't care if it is, I, I, no discrimination on success in my opinion. Like if you're happy, you wake up and you love your day. You killed it. Now, that being said, yep. people, when they talk and they, you know, you mention ideas or different concepts to them. For instance, if you want to do something in life and it's a, a certain kind of opportunity, let's, okay, for instance, I want to live 50% of my time at my home here in BC and 50% in Edmonton, Alberta. Man, people would probably think this guy's crazy. How the heck is that even possible? My way of thinking is the, if I can literally think it, it can be done. And I've always been that way since the time I can remember. If, if the idea can come to my head and I can actually think it, it can be done. And I, and I, I, I believe that like with my, with my soul. So you talking about having two jobs, I mean, you're, you're formatting your lifestyle. If you think it, what's your mentality coming into that? Like, how do you, how do you, like, how do you, how do you condition your brain that way? Um, it, it, you know what, again, I, I talked about modeling with, with my kids and that's what my father did, modeled it with me. Uh, he would get up and be out of the house working for the city. He worked 42 years, 41 years, same job, uh, up at, out the door at 6am and then he would come home and he would volunteer. He'd do all the housework. He'd volunteer. He was always my soccer coach. He refereed, he ran organizations, he ran community leagues. So I think that for me, that was normal. Yeah. For me, that's normal that's that's what I, I grew up with. And and everyone wants to grow up a little bit to be like their dad as much as possible. And I think that uh, I, I had a, a, a pretty lucky to have such a, a good role model within that. Um, I had also, I always had that drive. Uh, um, I am a older portier version of, um, uh, of you in that uh, I also was semi-successful in, in certain sports growing up and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and played some college soccer and things yeah. like that. And, yeah. and and guys follow me here on Facebook and, and will watch us on Facebook Live, they will uh, attest to the fact that I was semi-successful at it. But uh, it gave me a lot of <laughs> opportunities, but I had that drive. And I also was exposed to... Self-proclaimed um, and critically both. acclaimed. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and it's funny because I'm going to meet, I'm going to see a guy I haven't seen in probably uh, almost six years uh, that I used to play soccer with later today, so that's going to be fun. But... Um, for me, what you saw was uh, in that environment, me being uh, 12 years old and, and, and having to go down to Calgary during my summer and, and stay away from home and do a training camp where you're training three times a day yeah. and seeing uh, players with more skill and more drive than you be successful, yeah. but see yeah. players with less skill and more drive with, than you have successful. All of these models kind of growing and also seeing the ones that were gifted. And you just knew that they didn't have it in between the ears or in the heart that they wouldn't progress, right, as you get older. And no guys who are out there watching this, I'm not naming names. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I've always, I've always kind of had that drive. And, and just as an adult, um, can't really play soccer anymore. Um, too many concussions. But, um, you know, a lot of the, the kind of that um, – that work ethic, I think, was was kind of grown through that as well. You know what I think, though. I think it was. Sport I think I, sport sport is sport is great, but the context on sport is um, sport is you know the skills that you learn in sport are character based and they're transferable into anything that you do in life. But with sport comes the, I guess, the context of your current life and current situation. Um, do the best people in the world play for the NHL? I don't think so. I think that sometimes um, maybe families could afford to put their kids in, you know, sporting events, and they were very good and worked really hard. And unfortunately, other kids didn't get the same opportunity, probably had amazing skill. And that's kind of the world that we live in. But I think sport is something that 
that is huge. But, you know, going back into my days doing sport in school, it's for me, I come from humble beginnings. So that was a part of my life where I had to fend for myself. So um, it didn't allow me to put all my focus into it, even though it was the only focus I had that I think kept me out of a lot of trouble and kept me really geared and really goal oriented and focused. And, you know, I'm forever indebted into sport. I used to play the trumpet and saxophone. So I'd, I'd like literally take off my football equipment and then go into like choral music. So I, you know, pe- my, all my teammates were like, is Ryan singing in the choir? What the hell? And I'm like, yo man, it's just the way I am. But one quote, and we're getting into quotes is that Jada Pinkett Smith, I, I really like her. She's Will Smith's wife, but she, was on a radio talk show and the guy basically asked about, um, you know, her children and how she raises her children and things like that. And she said, I, I always teach my children to be, to not care about being liked, but rather being respected. Because she said, I feel that when people care about being liked, that's the trap. Because I think when you care about what people think of you and like, where's the innovation going to come from? The reality about innovation and doing big things in life mm-hmm. is you have to, is, and this is fact, is you have to be comfortable with being ignored. Like you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because if you're going to go down a path or a road that's never been dro- driven down, it's going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be a bumpy ride. And I think that you're right, talking about your past, I had a lot of friends, so people always ask me a lot of the time, especially when I speak at schools, like, Ryan, were you a popular kid? Were you whatever? And I, yeah, I had a lot of friends, but I was always, always, always very, you know, I like being by myself. I like being alone. And I think that um, I always just see the, I always seen the world in like 4D at a young age. So again, right, you're doing business. You're a little bit older than me. <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you say to that? And what is one quote that, that you do live by that is applicable, not only in your past, but in your present? Well, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll double up on you there. I'll, I'll give you one, one good one and one uh, little off-color one. The one that sure. I, I use, uh, I used a lot, and I, I continue to use is, is, is if uh, you think you're, you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Mm. And I think that I like that's, that. uh, you know, it's very, um, yeah, it's very um, applicable to, and that, I think it was uh, Gerald Ford who said that, and 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 then uh, one to be honest with you, I don't know if someone else said it, but. I started saying it and then I just coined it, phrased it myself. I said, you know, a lot of times excuses are like buttholes. Everyone's got one and they usually stink. So <laughs> you can take either one of those and use them. Well, the quote that I, that I all time live by, and I don't know, I, it wasn't me that created it, but I, it, it, said, it basically said, do not let perfection hinder you, but intent is everything. And what that means is, you know, the podcast, maybe you don't have the right equipment. Maybe you're, you're doing the book and the book isn't coming out right. Maybe, you know, you get up on stage. And I mean, I remember when I first started speaking on stage, I had some horrible moments. Oh, it's horrible. You know, it, it, just, it just was like I was clawing my way through it. But, but, but at the end of the day, it was always the intent mm-hmm. that, was, that meant everything. So when people say, oh, I have an idea and I want to start something, I always tell them, and I always say the same thing. I'm like, just start. Just do it. Like right now. Just do it. They're like, well, but Ryan, no, 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 just do it. Just start. Absolutely. So your quote, your quotes kind of go into that. Like, so when you have dark days and you have days that aren't so good, maybe you're not feeling motivated or maybe you just got punched in the mouth because I'm, you're a human. So I'm assuming that you get punched in the mouth once in a while from your days. And it just, sometimes you wake up and you're like, yes. I had the best intentions and it just went, how the hell do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? And then you also have kids that depend on you to be well, I think, the strength. Yeah. How do you do well, it? Well, I think, I, I think one of the, the key things with that is that um, I break things down into smaller segments. So okay, yeah. if you have big things, if you get punched in the face, if you have something fall through, something not work out well, um, you know, you feel that heaviness kind of come over you. You feel like, you know, you just want to go like whatever your release is, go have a shower, go for a run, go to whatever and kind of yep. deny it. For me, you have to restart your building blocks, pushing towards uh, the next one. Uh, sometimes five minute increments, right? You know, sometimes Absolutely. you're exhausted. You know, you can't. Uh, it's the, the old Chinese proverb, right? How do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. And, and, and a lot of times um, that's, 
you know, and it's true. You can't eat it in one bite. And so uh, a lot of times when those things happen, and you know, it's funny, I just had one, uh, I had one of those mornings, uh, I think I waited till 8.20 to turn my phone on. And I had a deal collapse and I had a couple other things happen that were just kind of off the rails. And I knew I was going to, rather than progressing and being proactive in my business, which is what I tried to do my first few hours of the day, which is also going back to your previous point, spending your first few minutes, your first hour of what you work at, no matter what's going on, unless it's an absolute emergency, to be proactive. And then you know you have at least that part of time that you're being proactive towards the future of your your business. That will carry a lot of momentum. But then having to take time that you thought you're going to be proactive within your business and moving forward and having to be reactive instead and kind of mm. troubleshoot a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that that's where you break it down into those 5, 10, 15-minute in, uh, uh, increments your checklists, your little notes on the phone, you say, okay, so for me to get back to where I was, I need to do these three things or I need to yeah. work on this for 15 minutes, yeah. talk to these three people, and then that's it. And then reward yourself by doing a progressive act afterwards as well, right? Doing yeah. a prospect, talking to a prospect, emailing a prospect, or congratulate yourself for past work that you've done. Send a, a, a check-in email with a past client. You know, I just sent one or to someone that you knew that may be in, in, in business or a colleague. You know, a lot of times just calling someone, just saying, hey, I'm, I'm checking in to see how you're doing, too. Whether, you know, for me, I, I'm very blessed. I have a great here in Sterling Freddie. And Sterling, if you're still on or not, just saying that because you're on. But, you know, he'll sit I think, sometimes, I think he'll just call J- and we'll just talk. And sometimes Jared, I'll just call Jared, Jared, going back to your butthole quote, you know, I don't want, I, I don't want any kind of like, uh, you know, I don't want you kind of rubbing Sterling and kind of getting those brownie points, you know. Cause then I'm gonna start thinking weird things about you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're talking about the whole butt. I don't want no. I don't want no butt sniffing here. But no, no, no. I, I hear what you're saying, and you know, it's it's interesting. I hear it. I, I hear it. No, it's it's interesting. Like I, 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 um, what you're saying to me, the one word that comes to mind is firefighter, because you're constantly putting out fires. You're in the 911 business, um, but you know how to cope. And you yeah. know, I look at. Um, I'm a life, I'm a life guy. Like even if you ask, if you ask anybody in my close circle about me, like I'm, I'm somebody that every time I travel somewhere or, or wherever I go, like I, I want to see the good, the bad and the ugly. Like I take in life in, in 3d and you know, we were in Vancouver not too long ago. And if you look at East Hastings, that street, have you ever seen East Hastings in Vancouver? It, it's like a, it's oh, a, yes. it's, it's, yep. a, I've it's, stayed right down near there on, in Water Street and stuff. Yeah, and, and I think what I find interesting is the socioeconomical impact of it where you literally cross a street and you're like in Gastown. But you look at like the difference between people that maybe whatever happened in their life, it was tough for them to cope with. And then you look at other people that said, I had a lot of crap that happened in my life, but I was able to cope. And I, I really don't think anybody has the answer on how to do you know either or. But um, I don't know. I think for me, I just really try to... When I if I if I come across somebody that I can feel needs to like talk or or be an ear and not just say hey how are you Jared and then you say good but then I kind of think like I don't think Jared is having a good day maybe I should ask him what's going on in his day I think he's just trying to take those extra moments and just kind of bring in that humanity into everything but going into Sterling I really I've never met Sterling I've mentioned this a few times to you right but he's on my Facebook and he seems like really happy guy he's got a positive vibe. And then I think to myself, he, he has to have a lot mm-hmm. of stresses in his life. You know, he's, he's, running a, he's running a brokerage. He's got, you know, all kinds of things going on. And, you know, all the, all the energy he's putting out into the universe seems really positive. So it's, um, it's interesting, you know. And I think, um, I think for me, even though I'm not, like, young, young, I'm still younger. So I'm always trying to learn. So I always look at people who are a little older and just say, How, you know, I always, I always believe this. Some people grow old and bitter and not nice. And then some people grow old and just beautiful and they age like amazingly. I think that is a, a personal choice. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's it. Yeah. Comments on that? Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. And, 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 and for me, it's, it's I think that um, we see that every day with people. Some people do just, you know, they get old and they just kind of get stuck in their routine and they don't want to learn anymore. Or, but, uh, you know, and, and, and just going back to what you had stated about um, uh, 
tips for people that maybe want to start having having a solid broker, really having somebody who's going to take care of you uh, and uh, yeah. not just worried about, you know, the check that you write the office. Huge difference. Sterling and I, I was the first, uh, we've been here since 2005, I believe. Uh, April 1st, 2005, it was him, myself, and the conveyancer. We were the first three people that started uh, in this company together. And, 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 and you know, and, and, and that feels good to say that, you know, that we have that type of a long relationship where there's that trust built up and, and um, you know, and having uh, and learning from others like that uh, in the industry, uh, in any industry. I mean, I'm sure you have that within your, your digital network as well and, and, and with colleagues um, mm. on the social media front. But I think that uh, it, it's, it's, it's very important. I have a few, uh, a few people too that I just will go and talk to, just a mentor. We just mm. sit down and, mm. and one, my, my friend, Mr. Wayne, I don't, He's not on Facebook. He did get a cell phone though, and he has texted me, so that's pretty cool. But um, good job, Wayne. Uh, Shout out to Wayne. I touch base with him actually. I'm due to probably text, touch base with him. We go for coffee or breakfast, uh, maybe three or four times a year, and that's it. And I just listen to him. And he's writing around retirement age, and he's a teacher. But uh, you know, just again, someone else who can really uh, you can learn from. I, I like to talk less. He wants me to talk. And I want to talk less and I want to listen to him because he always, he always, uh, he always gives good advice for sure. You know, it's, yeah. You know, it's interesting too, uh, the whole two ears and one mouth thing, you know, and you know, Bob Marley says it best. He says, you know, uh, once a man, twice a child, you know, and I, I mean, I think over the last five years, mm-hmm. one thing I've done is I've really shut up a lot. You know, I have shut up a lot. I think I, I, I will definitely uh, be honest and say, I love the sound of my own voice. And, um, but I, I've shut up a lot and I, I, I listen a lot and, um, I don't know, you know, I think life is really sweet right now. And I think that, you know, with technology and all these things that are happening, we're going through a cultural shift of like no other. And I think that's why I like to be a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say I'm controversial, but I, I make big statements and I, I don't shy away from, uh, the dirty areas, you know, um, the uncomfortable and dirty areas is where I've made a living and I, I feel very comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Uh, so anything that I put my name on it, I it want to be you know, of the utmost authenticity. Um, last question, because I know your time is valuable. Um, how has social media and marketing changed the real estate game in general? Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's really altered it. Um, it's, it's altered, uh, you know... <laughs> For most of us, anyways, um, for the demographic that grew up on technology. So my yeah. age and younger, it's absolutely a game changer. For the new generation, it's absolutely a game changer. But for people, I'll give you an example. I threw up a, I have a sign on a property yesterday and a couple called me. They had me paged through my office, which I get like three of those a year. Yeah. They paged me through my office off my sign. Then they asked to come take a look. They asked for a physical printout of the highlight sheet. They told me they were 75 years old and they were downsizing their house. Yeah. I didn't have to ask if they had an email address for me just to send the PDF for them. Right. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Those, for those, for those clients, I, I love that. Right. Cause that's, cause that reminds me of 1998. What you used to have to do. You used to have to just <laughs> drive. You no, know, there was no key safe. There was yeah, no. no, you would drive to a, to a, to an office to get a key physically and then go to the house and show your client that and then take the key back. Inefficient? Absolute. But it was, there is the customer service with that. Um, the way that I think that social media and technology has increased is if you go onto my blog post, uh, onto my blog, cheap plug, I'm not going to lie. No, no, no. Oh, um, you're going to get it on. You're going to get the plug blog, at the end. I have a five, six thousand page uh five six thousand word master essay on buyer's guide and each one has separate clips where you could go through each stage of the buying process um that just wasn't that wasn't possible anymore who's going to take a catalog and then thumb their way through it 15 years ago or 20 years to look at that kind of stuff so the information is there knowing the correct source, but at the same time, misinformation is there too. So it's made things clearer in many respects. There's more quantity of information out there for a home buyer, and uh, which is great. 
from the digital marketing front, I think that um, it's been really neat. I think that um, signs and bus benches and flyers had their place, uh, might in some areas and in very small instances still have their place, but digital's where it's at, right? Um, people would spend 10 years ago, even maybe five or 10% of their budget on digital. Now it's the opposite. It's five or 10% of their budget is on non-digital. And it's just, um, about finding that niche, finding your digital voice now that, um, makes a huge difference. The final thing that I think it does is revolutionized, um, reputation amongst realtors. Um, and I think you and I've talked about this in the past, but nobody gives two bleeps anymore what company you're from no, no they want to know you they want to know you know if, if if jared is from sterling real estate which i think is one of the best companies in, in the city sure. or another brokerage that's not going to matter to them they're not going to say you know jared i love all the work you did i see all your social media i see how hard you work on your website your information is great you're prepared you're kind you you know you take your time but you're you know you're not with xyz realty with Sterling, so I'm not that doesn't uh, that doesn't uh, doesn't fly anymore. It's, you know, it's we, not the you case. know we call you know and we call this though, Jared. You know we call this a bear poker. Yeah. That. Sorry to cut you off, but what we call that I'm now is say, we call that like you. I, I, we call we call that individual branding. We call that personal branding. You know what you described there, and people don't. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I always say it's it's uh, you know. Everybody says it, you know, you can work for your first name or you can work for your last name. You know, it's, it's why I named my own company Reinholds Marketing because nobody cares, nobody gives a crap about XYZ marketing or, you know, blah, blah, blah marketing. It's, it's, it's that real personal approach. And a lot of people say, you know, Ryan, you're crazy for that because, I mean, doesn't that bring, you know, other headaches to it? Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I, I put my, my face out there and, and, and went on the front line. But, you know, the best sales, and I'm sorry, is no sales at all. I mean, people say to you, people might say, well, Ryan, why do you invest the time and money and energy into putting a podcast on? I'm sorry. This is sales. Is this not branding? I mean, look what we're talking about today. It's, it's providing value in people's lives. And every time I do a podcast and I throw that episode up, you know, people email me, they message me, they're, you know, it's just another way of providing that value. I, I don't want to be like, hey, Jared, you know, call Ryan and Ryan's going to, you know, fulfill all your digital needs. You're just going to hear about me. You're going to think, who the hell is this guy? You're going to start doing your own fact-checking, your back-checking research, and then you're going to say, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, maybe this is cool dude. Maybe I want to work with him. Uh, maybe you don't. I don't really give a shit, you know. <laughs> I just think that if you keep, you know, like you said, doing good work, showing up, you know, being knowledgeable in whatever product or service that you're pushing out, um, everything takes care of itself. And I can tell by talking to you today, you, you really love real estate. You really love your clients and you love the sound of your own voice. And I think that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm also working on that. No, but you know what? Hey, and it's, you know what it's, it is? And, and, and you'll probably go ahead. I was just say that with Dejan gets older, you'll probably find this is that when you start hearing yourself and your children, you start really realizing some of the things you shouldn't be saying or the, way, <laughs> the tone of voice you shouldn't be saying or how maybe you should not be speaking as much. Less is more. Well, like, less is more. Well, My well, three-year-old Miri, God bless her heart, she is right now, yikes. Yes. She's teaching me a lot. Yes. Well, you know what, um, Jared, thanks so much for coming on the show. This is the time to plug. Uh, please also, when you get off, email me the link to that uh, buyer's guide. I will include that in the show notes on my blog. Um, but this is your time to shine. Awesome. How can people reach out to you? And, uh, and as you're going through your little plug, um, you know, give your website, your social media handles. And then, uh, I just want one ending statement of what I should title this show that would give benefit to people. Mm, okay. Well, people can get a hold of me. Um, you can talk to me in person. I don't have an assistant. I do everything myself. I feel that that's the, the, the best way to, to stay in touch with what's going on. Uh, PrimeEdmontonRealEstate.com is my website. Social media, Prime Edmonton Real Estate as well. Uh, Insta, that's for Instagram. And uh, Twitter is at Prime, Y-E-G-R-E. And 
uh, Facebook, same thing, Jared Cox, Prime Edmonton Real Estate, pretty straightforward. Obviously, you can also just connect through this. Um, and if there's one thing I would have for the title is the least tech-savvy, tech-savvy realtor talks life, business, and education. Okay, I like that. Email that to me and I'm going to incorporate some of that in. Um, so once again, thanks so much for coming on the All Rival right, Show podcast. Uh, everybody, I will uh, conclude this episode by saying I think there was great value. There was great information. Um, as always, please go on to iTunes, Stitchers, and Google Play and rate the podcast. You can also find me at Reinholtz1 on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. And Jared is, uh, as I'm doing my plug and, and saying, come see me, he is dropping his phone. Um, and visit the blog at Reinholtz.ca, but I appreciate all your listening and feedback. Over and out. Boom. Jared, thank you so much, my friend. I will let you know when it's up. Yeah.